Well, it's good to be here this morning. And uh, Isaiah, would you bring, bring my iPad up here, please, sir? Somebody, some of you remember my little Isaiah, but this is not my little Isaiah no more. But we're here. And, um, I'm going to show more pictures than I preached this morning. That'll be all right. You never know. I, one time I was speaking at one church on Sunday morning, another church Sunday night. The first church I went to, the guy said, look, we've had a lot of preaching here. How about just doing some music this morning, just singing? I said, okay. Got to the next verse, he goes, you know, we've had so much music here. How about just preaching? <laughs> I said, well, I can do that. Let me show you a couple quick pictures. Um, this per- first picture, a young lady by the name of Trina. She's from Baltimore, Maryland. And... Uh, she came to Atlanta to start over, and I met with her really the first day, first week that she had been in Atlanta. I said, why are you here? And she said, well, I prayed about where to go, and so I felt like God wanted me to come to Atlanta. And um, so you can see she's holding some steel-toed steel boots. You, you should try to find steel-toed boots in a size six. But we finally found some. And uh, it's her heart now. She's working. We're working on housing for her. It's to bring her eight-year-old daughter down to Atlanta to be with her. And so that's one of the things, one of my projects right now. But one of the things that happened, uh, maybe I hope that a lot of you heard uh, heard uh, Pastor Phil pray, play the song, um, I'll Never Walk Alone. He put a, put a video up last week. And so after I talked to Trina for a little bit, I thought, well, um, I want you to hear this song that my brother played. And so she listened, and she sits there for a minute quietly, and she goes, could you play that again? And I said, yeah, I'll do it. So we sat there while the song went through again. And she's like, okay, one more time. <laughs> and so three times, I want you to know how that song ministered to her one of the folks that works in our office, uh, uh, Yvonne Baxter, I asked her if she had seen it. She said, I listened to it a hundred times. I, I think she might have exaggerated a little bit, but uh, she listened to it over and over, and she took it to her husband, Charlie. She said, you got to see it. you got to hear this song. All right. And one more picture I want to show you before I really get in, into it. This is Ricky. Uh, i got my arm around him there. Let me tell you, Ricky's been on the streets for years in Atlanta, and he came by to see me about, I think about two, maybe three weeks ago. And he came by f- to tell me two things. One to one, one, number one, he's in a place now. But the main thing he wanted to tell me was, Pastor Joe, I haven't cut myself in five months. And I have wrapped up his wounds before where he's cut himself with a piece of glass or a razor blade. And I have literally wrapped gauze around his wounds before while blood was dripping off his elbow and I said to one one day I said Ricky why do you cut yourself he said because I deserve it and I said oh no you don't deserve that Uh, and so he stopped by a couple weeks ago I just want to tell you I haven't cut myself in five months and I said well thank God yeah yeah I I can't wait to see and he, he loves to sing unfortunately he can't sing on tune 
but he sings anyway. And so anytime he wants to sing at Safe House, we hey, go ahead and sing. And um, so we're going to get into this. And it's just such a joy to be here. And thank you for uh, believing in my family. And thank you for believing in me all down through these years. Some of you have been around for a while. Uh, sewed into the church down in Tampa called Crossover that we founded. Started my living room with about five people. And today it's a thriving church of, of about 2,000. And uh, they took it uh, further than I could have ever taken it because it wasn't for me to do. Um, so they've gone on. I just went down last year and did, uh, I, speak three time, I spoke three times on Sunday morning. Uh, the third time I had to sit down. Um, and like their 25th anniversary of Tommy, Tommy Colonna being the pastor there. And so what a blessing. And you guys, many of you sowed into that years ago. And I thank you so much. And even what we're doing now, thank you for sowing into what we do. Uh, we give it all we got. I work harder right now than I've ever worked in my life. And, uh, but, you know, it's one of them things. I don't like to get up in the morning, but I love to come to work. So I have to balance that out a little bit, okay? Listen, life, life is so much more than what you are able to attain or accomplish or get, more than money and more fame, uh, or whatever you're in, whatever in life, you, what happens. Life is what you leave behind. It's a big part of it. Joshua 24, 15. And if it seems evil to you, serve the Lord. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, how many know the rest of this? As for me and my house, we're going, we will serve the Lord. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it, it's, we're talking about the family, and I know that uh, very soon, uh, in fact, next week, this is going to continue on ministry to the family. The breakdown of the family is the worst thing that's happened ever in the history of the world. It's when the family breaks down. There's no solid base to stand on. And so they, they come up with this phrase a few years ago. It says, well, it takes a village to, ring, uh, to raise a child. Well, no. It, 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 it takes parents <laughs> to raise a child. <laughs> uh, and uh, thank God for the village. We're trying to, but the village needs to undergird what the parents are doing. And if you're a single parent, man, I, didn't, I couldn't think how I do. I could never be a single parent. How in the world does a single parent work, clean the house, take care of a child or two? I, I, I don't get it. I don't, know, I don't know how they could ever do that until I became a single parent. Then I figured it out. About quarter to ten one night, I was doing the dishes, and I realized you just do it. There's no secret formula. You just do it. God gives you, some days I question his grace and strength, but uh, he keeps giving me the strength and the power. And, of course, I have this young man on the, on the front row here that I wouldn't take the world for. And uh, so he and I have been partners for a number of years now. Um, I want to talk about family for just a minute. What happens when you create a godly family? Um, if, if you want to have a godly family, you're going to have to have a godly home. 
A godly home is where godly families come out of. When I was a boy in Texas, uh, I used to hear about the tabernacle in Atlanta, Georgia. Tabernacle in Atlanta. Uh, pastor by Jimmy Mayo. And he had Big Chief Weatherington as his song director. And uh, for some of you old, old time gospel uh, quartets, you'll know that name. Um, and it was a mega church when there weren't any mega churches in the Assemblies of God. There was very few in Pentecostal churches. Um, very few large churches. And Pastor Mayo, that's Pastor Mayo in the, and this is an old picture, but I, I put it up there for a reason. That's Pastor Mayo in the middle there. Not only did he pastor the tabernacle, um, but he also planted 37 Assembly of God churches in the state of Georgia. You can drive all around Georgia and go, oh, Pastor Mayo uh, founded that church. Some, Pastor Mayo did that church. And to his left, that's Jimmy Mayo Jr. I'm sorry, that's Jimmy Mayo III. Uh, also a well-known evangelist and, and pastor. And then all, all the way over on the left, that's my son-in-law, Jimmy Mayo. A lot of you met him here a couple of years ago. And that's my grandson he's holding, Jimmy Mayo V. How would you like to be stuck with James Gilmore Mayo V? That's a lot. <clears throat> so I asked Jimmy, we call him Jimmy Five most of the time. Uh, I said, when you have a son, you're going to name him Jimmy Mayo the Sixth." He said, oh, no, we're stopping this. <laughs> we're stopping this right here. And so he named his son London. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, but guess what? They're all still in ministry. Why? Because we had a, actually it goes back to the 1800s when Jimmy Mayo Jr. was, a, was young his father was a minister of the gospel. And then here comes Jimmy Mayo, and then another Jimmy Mayo, then another Jimmy Mayo, then another Jimmy Mayo, and they continue to be in ministry to this day. You know why? Because they, somebody built a godly home along the way. Um, and many of you know Jeannie Mayo. Uh, even, even, I don't know if she spoke here years ago, but Jeannie Mayo is powerful. She and I are the same age, except she draws... A thousand plus youth pastors in her conferences um, all over the nation. And Charisma magazine called her America's youth pastor. And she's got a, got a great ministry. Oh, the two young men with her on, 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 your, on your right is Josh Mayo. He has a tremendous church uh, up in Cumming, Georgia, which is uh, north of Atlanta. And then there's Justin Mayo. We'll talk a little more about Justin in a minute. But their father, Sam used to drive 60 miles. So my wife was in the hospital. He would drive 60 miles down to visit her in the hospital. And it was so beautiful when he would come in because he was so humble, had such a sweet spirit. He would come in and he'd go, um, folks, it's in the waiting room. He said, folks, I'm getting ready to go pray for Mr. McCutcheon. Uh, before I go in there, is there anybody here that would like me to pray for them? They never turned him down because he was so sweet and no one ever turned him down. And uh, now Justin Mayo is having such a tremendous ministry in California. He lives in Watts. For some of you who remember the race riots back then in Watts and, and, and uh, he he's, lives in the hood down there. He's, he says, I'm the only, I'm the only white face down here. Um, 
drug dealers are his bodyguards. Um, he's done such a ministry with children there. The city of Los Angeles have given him one of their community centers, just signed it over to him. And God has been, how many know God can open doors that nobody can shut? And he's not limited where he opens that door. Not at all. A few years ago, Josh called, or Justin called his brother Josh, said, Josh, man, you got to pray for me. I'm driving down to the prison right now. Josh said, why are you going to the prison? He said, I'm picking up Paris Hilton. Because God has opened up this door with these Hollywood tops out there. And, uh, and he's, that's not the only one he's picked up. He's had Bible studies in their home, some of them homes, sharing the gospel. And then this happened. Now, I've got to give a big disclaimer for this little video I'm going to show you. It's a minute and a half long, so it's not very long. And if you can't take it, you just have to you know, shut your eyes real, close, real fast and put fingers in your ears or something. Uh, because God is not limited where he can get the funds for to do his work. Um, I heard about a, a lady in West Virginia, I believe, and she, her husband didn't come to church, but he did. She did. Well, he sold his moonshine still. And he wanted to give the money to the church. And so the, his wife was just kind of hesitant. She got this, this stack of money and she goes to the pastor and says, I, I don't know. So my husband sold his moonshine still. And uh, I didn't know if he'd take that money or not. And the pastor said, give me that money. The devil's had that long enough. And... Uh, <laughs> Okay, hold tight. Justin Mayo is the executive director of a nonprofit organization called Red Eye. He was given the keys to the Watts Community Center, which is at risk of being shut down. He wants to keep it open and make a place for all the kids in the community to go. We've been mentoring the kids every week for a little over 12 years in Watts housing projects. The average age of someone there is 21, and the largest group of people living there is the age group of 10 or younger. So basically, it's kids that are raising kids out there. Only 2.9% make it to college, and over 50% drop out of high school. Police statistics say there's 7,000 gang members within two miles of that specific location. We gotta do something to help create a safe space. Yeah. So wow. I brought a couple photos of the facility so you could see the magnitude of what it's okay. looking like. Like one of their basketball hoops inside the gym, it was shot out three years. It's never been replaced. There's like mold growing on the walls. Like I see mice crawling oh. around. They have a little kitchen. The kitchen's falling apart and we gotta get them a better like computer lab. Cause I've never one time seen a kid working on schoolwork. Yeah. I'm envisioning not just a community center, but actually something that's gonna empower them. So what would you do with the field outside if they had an outdoor play area? Wouldn't yeah. that be good? Oh, it'd be incredible. There's endless possibilities. These kids are some of the most incredible genius kids. We just got to give them an opportunity. <laughs> Guess what? They bought that field for him. And they put that playground in for him. And as despicable as you may or may not think that, that whole family is, uh, God's used them to reach people for Jesus. And Justin has a, such a powerful, powerful ministry there. Um, and, I mean, it's true blue. It's the, it's the, he's the real deal. Um, and so God doesn't have a problem. You know, 
what does the scripture say? The cattle on a thousand hills are his. And so, you know, he can, uh, he can, he can touch the Kardashians and get them to help support the ministry. <laughs> uh, our Uncle Bob, who passed away two or three years ago, he used to say, God laughs at impossibilities. And uh, I believe that's the way it is. Um, Jerry Bray and his wife, Ruth, that's Ruth. She's the, the, the daughter of, of Jimmy Mayo. They had a successful ministry in, in Atlanta for many years. They also pastored the tabernacle at one time. And then Philip Bray, a grandson of Jimmy Mayo, is the one that founded Safe House Outreach. Uh, 40 years ago is when he began. Um, and so that can, this, do you see this? This is what's going on. Family, 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 family. And, and years and years later, a hundred years later and more, their people are still coming to Jesus all because somebody dared to build and make a godly family. You know, and uh, it's not easy sometimes. Um, now, look at this. The great-grandson of Jimmy Mayo is now the CEO of Safe House. Um, I mean, that's the way it happens. Build a godly family, and you can't stop it. You can't stop it. What, what's this all about? You know, a bunch of pictures, and uh, why aren't you preaching a real sermon? I don't preach real sermons anyway, so, uh, you know, I've never been accused of that. Um, Pastor Phil preaches real sermons. Um, but you know what it's about? It's about laying a foundation of godliness and watching what God will do at that point. Legacy, wow. In the 1930s, somebody came to the east side of Austin, Texas and put a tent up and started preaching the gospel. And our grandmother went down to that tent meeting, got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And she went on to raise her family that tent turned into East Austin Assembly of God, which is now called Central Assembly of God. I preached there many times. But she started, she kept that godly generation going. And uh, here's some of the McCutcheon family, some of the boys and, and Aunt Melba. Uh, there's five boys up there. Four of them were preachers. And Uncle Eldridge, is kind of in the middle there, was, was a great Christian. Fabulous Christian man. My Aunt Melba, you know, she married a guy that was quite a bit younger than her. And I remember as a, as a boy, my grandmother was not happy about that marriage. She just wasn't happy because, you know, she married this guy. I don't know how much younger that he, uh, that he was than her, but a number of years. And my grandmother said, well, I was just, I, heard, I even heard my mother talking about that, you know. Well, she married this young guy. Guess what happened? That guy got in the painting business, and he got rich. I mean, real rich. And eternity is going to tell, because he had a, such a heart for God. He used to bring these young people, young men and women from other countries, bring them to the United States, pay their way completely through the college and university. Some of them became medical doctors, because what, what happened? Godly foundation. There's doctors today practicing medicine because Aunt Melba and Uncle John, they're, they're gone to heaven now. But their ministry continues to go. You can't stop this, folks. You can't stop it. When you lay a foundation in your home, 
of godliness, you cannot stop it. It won't stop. Oh, and by the way, that's where my mother and dad uh, uh, met together for the first time at the East Austin Assembly of God Church. Oh, man. Let me show you my grandson and granddaughter. Uh, my granddaughter went down to, um, to Valdosta, Georgia to go to Valdosta State, and she got a husband. And uh, Derek, who just fit in our family like a hand into a glove, and he'd never been around church much. He just uh, says he remembers his grandmother taught him. Well, he was in the Air Force. He was a jet fighter mechanic. And uh, on Tuesday... He got put out of the Air Force because he had a bad knee, and they put him out on Tuesday. By, 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 by Thursday, he had put 60 resumes out. And by the next Monday, he had a job. And uh, since then, it's a great story. I don't really have time to tell you all of it, but uh, God has been blessing him. And I'm going to tell you right now, he is, I don't know what time it is. No, I just wonder what time. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's working sound and lights at a church today from 11 to 12 and he never misses never misses and you know where does that go to godly family godly foundation I hope that all of you will come and get everything you can get I plan to listen and watch all of these all of these sermons that are, and teachings that's going to go, go out from here uh, in, in the next few weeks I think it may I feel like I should say this, Phil. This might be the most important series that you ever preached here. Yeah. This may be the top one, the one that's going to make a difference in your life and your family's life and the community. This is, this, this is probably, I'm thinking this might be the number one that God has ever put on your heart because I want to show you this picture. You know, I know you wouldn't want to miss it. See if you know these characters. Uh, I mean, this is a force of spiritual power right here. Did y'all know that? Do you know that? Do you have any idea of what this church is like? This is not like other churches. I've been in churches, hundreds of churches, probably a few thousand churches. There's no church like this anywhere. Because God has turned something over here and... Here's the powerhouse, and then I'm sitting out here today, and there are children up here leading worship. I'm going to tell you, a, a preacher's kid can destroy a church. I mean, I've seen it happen, but they can also bless a church. And I love you guys, uh, and I just, I got so blessed. I just couldn't get everybody's picture. Um, I think two more pictures. This is, this is my daughter and son-in-law. A lot of you met Jimmy when he was up here putting the sound system in. They've been all over the world preaching the gospel. We were, we were, um, we were riding home the other day because Sharon works right around the corner from me. And I said, Sharon, you, how many nations have you ministered in? And she counted up to 11. She said, well, that's all I can think of right now. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sorry, I need, I got two more pictures. Uh, my cousin Donnie, our cousin Donnie, uh, he and I went graduated from high school together. We played in his little bands during high school. And when, uh, when, when we graduated, Donnie went off in the music business. I went off into the ministry. And uh, he was in the music business for decades. And I used to pray for him. And, and, uh, and whenever I was in Texas, they played all around Dallas mostly. I'd go out and hear the band playing. And then he'd come to church and hear me preach every time I was out there. And, uh, and 
So one night I, I had a dream and I, I was preaching in this church and I saw Donnie get up toward the back and walk down to the front like this to give his heart to Christ. And uh, so I'm preaching, doing thinking about that dream at all. And at the end, I give the altar call and I look and there comes Donnie. And about halfway down, it hit me. That's the dream I had. He had on the same clothes exactly like I had dreamed as he walked down to the front to give his heart to Christ. Um, and uh, godly, godly family. That's what caused that to happen. Now I think I do have one more. Uh, I was requested not to show this picture, but I'm going to show it anyway. <laughs> My son in whom I'm well pleased. Let me tell you one thing about this young man, though. He's got faith. Not like mustard seed. His, his faith is bigger than that. And he's become known at Safe House and around Atlanta some that if he prays, it will happen. And we have staff members that regularly bring their prayer requests to Isaiah and say, would you pray about this? And it might have been this week or the week before, he and I was walking down upstairs by the offices, and one of the ladies that supervises our case managers, I said, hey, Isaiah, I said, remember I asked you to pray for me? She said, well, God sure answered your prayer, because it came just like I needed it to come. And uh, so my challenge, we're working, I'm working, I, and I'm stirred up to this one. I want to work harder having a family, uh, having a godly family. See, it's easy to come to church and sing our songs and, you know, and all of that. And it's good. We need to do that. But what about when you get home? And this is not a condemnation to anybody. Please don't take it that way. But I just want to ask you, have your children ever seen you reading the Bible in your house? I remember when mom and dad was moving to Florida and dad and I went out to get a load of whatever their stuff was and we stopped in this hotel in Shreveport, Louisiana, and Dad got up a little before me, and he was in his 70s at this time, and he took a shower and come out, and I went to take a shower. When I came back out, he's sitting on the side of the bed reading the Bible, and kind of really in jest, I said, Dad, hadn't you read that, read that Bible enough? And he looked up at me, and I don't think he was angry, but he shot his eyes right up at me, and he goes, he said, son, I get something new out of this book every day. Every day. I want to challenge you to build a godly home. If you're going to have godly families, you've got to build a godly home. And I want to challenge all, all of us, because I'm, I'm going to be here too online, to listen carefully in the next few weeks to the teaching that's going to go forward, because I believe... Sometime in the history of this church, I've never claimed to be a prophet, but I predict that these teachings are going to change the life of this church in such a powerful way that you're going to be able to look back and say, that's when it happened. Let me pray for you. God, thank you so much for families that are here today that have a heart after you. God, touch their hearts minister grace and I pray that you'd give uh, minister to these families that are coming up that uh, as, the, as their children and grandchildren will look to them 
not just as like grandma and grandpa, but they'll look at them as someone who has, has a portion of the truth and can speak life into them. And I'll give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen.